Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Leave a review on Spotify. Leave a review on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, and on Good Pods. Why am I putting this stuff out there early? Because I don't know if y'all going to make it through this book. I don't. Let me start off by saying shout out to my homeboy Scar, who was the first person to bring this book to my attention before it even hit the press. I still don't know how he did it. Apparently, it was floating around through social media and he found it and he sent it through me through uh, Facebook Messenger. And he was like, you're doing this right. And I was like, I wasn't before, but I sure as hell am now. Also, if you didn't already know. This is explicit. Scar sent this to me on October 21st. It is now January the 28th. And so we're getting to this. Also, happy birthday, Grandma. So Scar sent me a um, post that said, you reading this for the club? And I was like, God damn, yep, yep, I am. And I never break a promise, but I could never find what I was looking for until like a week ago. And when I found it a week ago, I was already reading the Babysitter's Club, which I enjoyed. So now that I finished reading the Babysitter's Club, it's time to read what I promised my boy. My boy brought to me the Quan Mills Classic. Yes, we're back to Mills on Wheels. The Quan Mills Classic, Pastors Eat Pussy too. Thing about Pastors Eat Pussy too. It's not pussy because it's spelled P-W-U-S-S-Y. So as pastors eat pussy, pussy. That's such a stupid word. Like, what exactly are you doing here? Are you trying to make sure that Amazon doesn't shut you down? Because, I mean, you already got books called This Ho Got Roaches in Her Crib. And and I don't know. But pastors eat pussy, too. I hope they don't say pussy in the book. I'm not ready to sound like I got a lisp. I'm, I'm not ready to sound like Sylvester talking to another cat. Like, yeah, look at that pussy. I can't even say it right. I feel like I'm not saying it right. It doesn't hit right off the mouth when I say it. It sounds congealed. Pussy. Now my lips are moving like Roger Rabbit. Please. I don't like it. Anyhow, before this book was called Pastors Eat Pussy too. I'm not even going to really emphasize the W because how the fuck do you do that? How do you do it? I can't. Before this book was called Pastors Eat Pussy Too, it was called My Pastor Got a Stripper Pregnant. 
And I guess it didn't do as well as Quan thought it should do. And so he revamped it and changed the name of the book to Pastors Eat Pussy 2. And niggas went berserk. Probably white people too. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't really ask about the where's and why's and thoughts of white people who are reading Quan Mill books. Because I just figure that they have their hair in a bang and um, talk to the manager after their black boyfriend leaves the uh, restaurant. Prologue. <laughs> it feels so good to be back. Okay. Prologue. Yes. Slob on that cat, Passa. Eat that shit, old nooker. You like how that cat tastes? Hell yeah, girl. I bit my bottom lip hard. What's it taste like? Tell me, I moaned. I held tightly to the sides of Pastor's head with my hands as he relentlessly devoured the fuck out of my guts. Oh yeah, I had forgotten how bad Quan is with uh, the punctuation. Shit. Tastes like candy yams, girl. And not that nasty ass shit in the can. I'm talking about fresh yams with all kind of marshmallow, cinnamon, brown sugar, he paused for a moment and ran his big bell pepper nose from my clit to my ass, taking a long whiff. Bitch, my pussy juices overfloweth just thinking of how this old nigga was so fucking nasty. Pastor Wilson moaned and then said, and butter. Just like how my grandmom and them used to make it back in Hattiesburg. But girl, you know, I just love the way yo little Q-O-O dash c-h-i-e quo quo if you if it's q-o-o does it make a k sound quo coo I'm, I'm just gonna guess he wants me to say coochie so i'm gonna say coochie i just love the way your little coochie smell pastor chuckled in his thick and deep mississippi accent without hesitation he went back to slurping and sucking on my little puss he slowly caressed my inner thighs with the ends of his fingertips. It was crazy, too, because I was still motherfucking blown by the fact that this old nigga had polished fingernails. I noticed that shit when I first met his ass. If he wasn't a pastor, I think this nigga was a fucking pimp. Shit, Mi Ling did an excellent job buffering them nails, though. Might need that little Asian hoe's phone number so I could book an appointment. As the so-called man of God continued to suck my sin and soul out of my sexy-ass body, my legs shivered non-stop like I was having a seizure. Bitch, go get me some CBD or something, because I swore I was seconds away from squirting all over this man's beard. You like that, huh? The bishop moaned among the incessant whooshing sounds of his succulent slurps. Shh, don't talk. Just keep eating that little pussy. Wrap them big black lips around my clit, old nooker. I threw my head back and sunk it into the pillow. My eyes closed and now, I kid you not, all I could see and feel was heaven. My hands gripped the bed sheets as Pastor Wilson's clit sucking seemed to intensify. Ooh, speaking of which, I just knew Maria or Jose was going to be mad as fuck in the morning when they come in here and had to change these motherfucking sheets, bitch. My thick ass legs were wide open like a football field and now I had this old crusty ass nigga playing in it like he was a quarterback. Except, Pastor Williams wasn't running the ball. Old fuck nigga was running his tongue in and out of my pussy and my ass. That nigga was truly an MVP. Someone come give this nigga a ring and induct his ass in the pussy-eating Hall of Fame. 
shit. Truth be told, this nigga was like OJ. And yes, OJ. Because this old Morgan Freeman looking ass motherfucker was murdering my clit. Even with all types of scripture laced in his tongue. Ho, I was shooketh right now. You hear me? Nothing but the sound of pussy juice slurps filled the cognac and Newport smelling air. The slurps bounced off the walls of the dark, musky motel room, mixing in with both of our nonstop moans and groans. I couldn't believe this 70-year-old man was eating me out like this. In all of my days, I ain't never have a nigga have such perfected head game. This shit was amazing. Here I was, 23 years old, thinking of someone's nasty ass, bless the hands of the cook, praying worms having granddaddy wouldn't dare know how to handle some young tender pussy. Why not? Why not? I mean, you would think with age will come experience, right? And in 70-something years, he will learn how to wrestle down a pussy. It's just the fact that he wouldn't get that many opportunities to swing at a pussy because a nigga's 73. Also, due to the fact that he's 73 and his dick probably don't work that good no more, all he got is his tongue game just in case he pulled somebody. So this must be the stripper or the prostitute or whatever he was dating because um, I don't see any other way a 23-year-old is going to let a 73-year-old get in bed with her unless this nigga rich and he don't seem rich in nothing but tongue game. <laughs> Chapter 1. Bitch, I need some Henny and a Plan B. That jam... That's a song? It's a real song. That jam was my shit. Them hoes is crazy as fuck for making that song. Them lyrics rolled off my tongue so seamlessly. But back to business. Hey, bitch, is you ready or not? I yelled out to my bestie, Kiara. I was ready to get the motherfucking party started. It was just about that time, too. A bitch was dressed in a bedazzling, sparkling silver bustier with a matching thong. Let me tell you something here, bitch. I was looking just like Selena's getting ready to make some Mexicans itty-bitty bong-bong. Except for tonight, I was about to make a nigga cum-cum. What? What? What even? What are What are we even? What? Ugh. Unlike Miss Quintanilla, I wasn't just going to sing and dance, though. Bitch, I saved that shit for the club. Tonight, I was about to work and twerk this fire-ass pussy saddle between my thick, tatted thighs on this clown. I was going to have this nigga's fat, lame ass so gone off my pussy, I wasn't just going to be paid for the night. I was going to be set up for the rest of my life. So yes, bitch, it was on. I feel like I should have clapped on that. So yes, bitch, it was on. And you know what? I didn't just do the clap. Yes, bitch. I also brought my arms up. I feel bad reading these books. Like, these feel like they're straight stereotypes of what he feels like women are. But at the same time, these are literally ratchet books. Like, this is what niggas read. This is what they read. And in, in, this is what's in urban fiction when you go on to Barnes & Noble. So, I really have to, like, wrap my mind around that. And deal with the misogyny that is in these books that are written by men about women and what they think women are saying. And it gets bad in these books. I'm still going to read it, though. I paid for it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what the fuck y'all thinking. Oh, so that's the shit she owned? She a nasty little hoe. Oh, so fucking what? Yeah, I was selling pussy. See, half you busted, broke-ass, dumb-ass, expired weed-wearing, bad-body-ass hoes be selling pussy, too. 
and then y'all don't even be selling it for the right price. Some of you whack-ass dry pussy-having hoes be out here selling your pussy for $5 boxes from Popeye's and some garbage-ass weed. Bitches out here sucking dirty STD-infected dicks for stems and seeds. But then the other half, you basic bitches be giving pussy out for free, but not me. Bitch, I ate good and smoked good. I could get any nigga to take me to Red Lobster or Papa Do's without having a nigga feel like he entitled to get something back from me. Unlike the rest of you silly-ass hoes. How we comparing Red Lobster and Papa Do's? Red Lobster is here. And Papa Do's is here. And if y'all didn't put the hand down here when I said here and way up here when I said here, we are not on the same page. We are not eating off the same dish. And y'all need to pay me to cook something for your asses. Chit, truth be told, if I wanted to, I could get them same clown ass niggas to eat my pussy and ass for free. Yep. I could get a nigga to slide his tongue all down my ass like he was looking for a missing winning lotto ticket. So I don't need a nigga for nothing. Nothing. Oh, and before I forget, let me just say you bitches that be giving your pussy away. Y'all some Salvation Army food pantry assholes. Giving your pussy away like it's canned collard greens got me all the way fucked up. But look, I'ma leave it at this. Because a pussy asshole could never... Real bitches do what they gotta do, and the only thing that mattered to me at the moment was using these God-gifted gooey guts to make some fuck nigga empty out his pockets and run me my money. So tonight, like every other night, was all about business, no pleasure at all. By the way, my name is Nashana, however, everybody for the most part call me Nunu. My stage name is Storm, though. I chose that name because my pussy can get so wet that I'll flood a nigga's dick out like Hurricane Harvey. I'm 23 years old, I'm straight from Inglewood, the south side of Chicago, but now I stay out east on 47th Street. I got one son. His name is Darquavius. He's three years old. However, he don't stay with me because my mama was on some fuck shit years ago. So her stupid ass had him taken from me. His daddy locked up. Yeah, I knew I could take my ass down somewhere and get a real job, but a real ass job was never for me. I needed fast money. Everybody told me coming up I could dance, so right after high school, I took my sexy ass down to the factory, a gentleman's club on 119th. I auditioned and started working that night. I've been doing that since I got out of high school. Now, don't get me wrong. Money was good for the most part. But hey, when a bitch needs some extra cash, like I said, I was more than willing to sell some ass. Anyway... I had just finished taking a shower. Now I was staring at my fine ass self in this motel's bathroom mirror, swiftly finishing my makeup. A pink lace front bob wig I bought just a day ago adorned my head, pairing good with my sugar cookie colored face. Kiara too was finishing getting ready. Tonight, we'll spend a mess with this nigga named Daryl. He was this fat ass lame ass nigga from out west who was a low key dope boy. That was what he told me. I met his greasy looking ass some time ago at the club. For the last month or so, he had been trying his hardest to link up with me. I was reluctant at first. Although the nigga looked like he had Vienna sausage for a dick, I was so turned off by his size. The nigga had titties bigger than me. On oh, my son, I swear this nigga had titties the size of cantaloupe sitting on his chest. Nigga had a belly so big he would have thought his ass was pregnant with triplets. Every time I see him in the club, my skin crawled. But last week, I finally caved. When that fat, ugly-ass nigga told me he'd pay me and another girl five stacks to fuck his brains out, I didn't even hesitate to accept his offer. Five stacks? Really? 
I immediately told Kiara about the deal, and of course, her ass quickly agreed to come along with me. Shit, her ass had better, too. She do got five kids from four different niggas, and none of them were on child support. I didn't know why bitches be doing that to themselves. Don't get it twisted, though. I really wasn't hurting for money, per se. Dancing at the factory was good money. That was when the dope boys and ballers came through. But when they didn't, only old-ass niggas stingy with their pension and social security checks came through. And them old niggas always had a fucking attitude when they had to pay 20 just for a lap dance. Daryl just texted me not too long ago and said that he was going to be here within 15 minutes. I glanced down at my phone and saw that it was nearly midnight. We have five minutes left to get ready. Bitch, I've been ready. The fuck is you doing? Kiara shouted back. I could see from the motel room's mirror she was sitting on the bed watching TV. Good. I'm just about done, I replied. We had no time to spare. We had to make sure everything was perfect. Our outfits, makeup, wigs. Bitch, we even took our ass to a Korean spa up in the burbs to get them Yanni steams. Shit, you always gotta make sure your pussy is right and tight. Them steams will snap your shit back in place like you 12 all over again. What the fuck? Daryl told us to meet him at the Fitzgerald Suites, which was this raggedy-ass motel on 79th Street. He told me to go ahead and get a room and he'd pay me back. I didn't mind, though. It only cost $50 a night to stay here because this place was nasty as fuck. Spiderwebs hung in the corners. I swear I could hear the sounds of roaches and rats climbing within the walls. These were the other reasons why I was pressed as fuck to get this shit over with ASAP. This place was the fucking pits. The room smelled like mold, newports, mothballs, and unwashed ass. The room's old ass TV barely worked. When we first got to the room, Kiara told me it could only pick up like three channels. Can you believe that it still had antennas like it was 1991 or some shit? That thing was so big and bulky it kind of reminded me of the old ass TV my grandma had in her house. She used to watch her face like, In the heat of the night. Don't act like y'all don't know. Family Feud and other soaps on that clunky, big-ass shit while she smoked squares and sipped Ripple. And now, ironically, Steve Harvey's ugly ass is actually blaring on the motel's TV. Kiara's watching him yap off about some contestants' answers on Family Feud. Side note, why that nigga's lips look like that? I bet he could eat a mean pussy, though, and probably eat it from the back. The mustache says it all. Anyway. Okay. Chapter 2. Once I finished putting on this last lash, this bad bitch here immediately stood up from the bathroom mirror and walked deep into the room. The room was so dark, so I went and turned on the lamp next to the bed. I looked at Kiara and roared, Bitch, turn that shit off. Fuck for what? That nigga ain't here yet, she replied with a little attitude. Her gaze still attached to the TV's cracked screen. I smacked my teeth and rolled my neck. Bitch, we need to get the mood going, I exclaimed. Oh no, see, this bitch got me fucked up if she thought this was just gonna be easy, seamless money to make. Ho, you doing too much. Just chill, chica. Boo-boo, I said, clapping my hands. We talking five stacks. Five thousand, not five hundred. Yo, Section 8 food stamp selling ass don't got time to relax. Turn the fucking TV off and let's go over this shit again. Kiara smacked her teeth as she grabbed the remote sitting at her side and turned the TV off. Okay, so what you want me to do again? And do I really gotta fuck this man? Ugh, bitch, yes. The fuck? You think you're gonna get paid to just look at him? Kiara frowned. Ew. 
I just can't, girl. I don't know why I agreed to this. I'm scared that nigga gonna crush me. Bitch, one of your baby daddies is like 400 pounds. Did he crush you? No. So what the fuck then? I said, shaking my head. I swear this bitch so unbelievably stupid sometimes. I don't even know why I bothered to drag her. You ain't even gotta do all that. I don't even know why I bothered to drag her special ed force gump ass with me. Yeah, we was BFFs, but her ass just so damn slow sometimes. God damn. See, I only let her tag along me because like I said, the bitch had five kids and was on the verge of getting evicted. I even helped pay this bitch cell phone from time to time. Girl, you playing with fire. I don't even know why you think this is a good ass idea. What? I growled as I rolled my eyes and shot a scowl back to this bitch. See, what I'm going to do, I don't know if y'all know this, but in books like this, often, I just redact words. These shows have been edited for time and clarity to fit your widescreen TV, whatever the fuck they used to say. I edit shit because I don't want to read it. I barely wanted to say that Forrest Gump shit. It's not nice. And I'm not going to be calling folks ableist slurs up in this movie or in this movie, in this book. I'm not going to be doing it on this show. I refuse. I refuse, literally. What? I growled as I rolled my eyes and shot a scowl batch. And it's strange. Yeah, I'll skip past ableist slurs. But this nigga's calling women bitches all the way through this book. What the fuck am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I, tr- I, 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 I struggle with this every single time I read these books. Because it's like... Does it lose its allure if I just say woman? I looked at this woman. Like, does it lose its allure? Like, between woman and bitch? I don't know. I do know. But they make the books. I just read them. What? I growled as I rolled my eyes and shot a scowl back at this bitch. Bitch, if you scared, why you tag your scary ass along then? She looked at me and shrugged my shoulders. Because, I mean, I knew you was serious. But this shit sound a bit too serious for me. Ugh! I exhaled and rolled my eyes to the ceiling. Look, bitch, just play with the nigga's balls. Rub his taint or something. God damn, I'll just do the rest. Fine, damn, okay. Kiara replied with a scrunched face. By now I was agitated like a motherfucker, and if she wasn't my BFF, I would've just knocked this pussy hoe out. See, something told me just to bring Jessica's ass for me. She was another dancer down at the club. Although she and I were beefing at the moment... Over a nigga as usual, I roll. I knew if I would have talked to her ass about tonight, she would have been game. And that bitch could suck dick too? Shit. I saw her ass in action just a few nights ago. I just knew Jessica would never have been all scared and shit like Kiara's ass. I strolled back over to the bathroom countertop, grabbed my phone, and then made my way back into the room. Look, I know you're too good for this, but bitch, you gotta think long term. Yeah, well, this be my first and last time doing this stupid shit. I'm going to use my hat so I can go back to school and get my CNA certification. What? Bitch, fuck school. You really going to clean shitty old people's asses for a living? It's a start, Kiara said and shrugged her shoulders. Bitch, just stick to what you know best. Suck some dick and make some real money, ho. Now you doing the most. Girl, whatever, Kiara said, smacking her teeth. You do you, and I'ma do me. Let's just get this shit over with. Just as I was almost two seconds from popping off on Kiara's ass, I heard two knocks on the motel room's door. That had to have been Daryl. Girl, get up, I said in a growled whisper. 
I ran over to the door. I didn't know why I didn't bother to look out the peephole. Soon as I opened the door, my face sunk. Nashawana Spearman? It was a fucking cop. Some tall white boy with a big red beard. He was dressed in typical Chicago PD uniform. He stood there, damn near filling up the entire door. Yes, I gulped. What's wrong? Suddenly, he grabbed my right arm and yanked me through the door. What the fuck? Then he slammed me up against the outside wall next to the door. Why are you doing this to me? Out of the corner of my eye, I saw another cop, a black lady, run down the hallway at a two-story motel. You got her? She asked. She approached the door. Yeah, there's another one in the room. What the hell? I screamed as the officer proceeded to slap handcuffs on me. What did I do? Why is she arresting me? Kiara cried as the black female cop dragged her out of the motel room. You ladies are under arrest, the black woman cop announced as she slammed Kiara against the wall next to me. Kiara glanced at me with her eyes widening with fear. Ow, that hurts! Why y'all arrest me? I ain't did nothing! She cried as the officer tightened the cuffs around her wrists. Arrested for what? I screamed out, almost ready to fight this crack off me. He was kind of cute though for a white boy. All of a sudden, I heard a voice say, For promoting prostitution in the first degree. Also, wire fraud. I glanced over my shoulder. It was fucking Daryl. He wasn't dressed like a street nigga. He had on a short sleeve black shirt, some jeans, and old ass Jordans. A big ass black bulletproof vest had the letter CPD written on it and white wrapped around his chest. Nah, nigga, you set me up. No, you set yourself up. Take her down to the precinct. Daryl flashed a smile and then walked off as the two cops hauled me and Kiara downstairs and into the back of a cruiser. I guess them making the... setting the price? Was prostitution? I don't know. Because he never came through. They never got paid. There was no money exchange. Like, I don't know how the laws work when it comes to that. But that seems like entrapment. Like, that whole thing just seems like a rig up. You the one who pursued them. Like, that's the thing that gets me about cops. Cops will literally pursue somebody until they do what this person keeps begging them to do. Lick my booty, lick my booty, lick my booty, lick my booty. Oh, you want to arrest for licking my booty. Wait, what? Didn't you just beg me to do that shit for like a year? That kind of shit. I don't know. It gets my nerves. Fuck cops. Fuck 12. Chapter 3. Oh my God. So it's not, not, I spent, I sat there and literally stumbled over how to say Nashawana, Nashawana. And then I get to chapter three, which we're at now, chapter three. And it's actually Nashana Spearman. They put an extra A in the name at first. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ratchet Book Club. Nashana Spearman, let's go. Bond hearing is coming up. A white female jail guard howled as she opened up the jail cell. It was a Friday morning. 10 a.m. just struck the clock inside of my cell. On any other Friday morning, I would have had my tired ass still in bed. I usually dance from 7 till 4 a.m. on Thursday nights, so my Friday mornings were reserved for a bitch to get her beauty sleep. But now, here I was sitting inside of a shared jail cell. I was on high alert, observing all these other crazy looking bitches. They were gawking me down as if I owed them something. This one bitch in the corner looked like she was ready to eat me the fuck alive. Bitch cray cray for real looked like Queen Latifah on steroids. 
In all of my 23 years of living, I ain't never stepped foot inside of a jail cell. Never even been inside of a police station. Yeah, even though my baby daddy locked up, I ain't never visited his ass. Not once. I don't do jail. I was sitting on my bed all the way off to the side when the jail guard called my name. No longer in my sexy ass outfit, I was now in a baggy, Cook County jail issued orange jumpsuit, wondering how the fuck this even went down. I quickly got up off my bed and ran towards the cell opening next to the guard. I was still trying to wrap my head around why the bitches inside of here look like straight up niggas. Built like them too. Another bitch in here looked like Lil Wayne and the zombie crackhead bitch had a baby. The jail guard proceeded to slap handcuffs on me and then led me out of the cell and down to a bullpen. A fucking cage that was like a waiting area. The bullpen was already packed with other inmates. We were all waiting on our hearing time at court. I was fucking livid. Turned out that fucking Daryl was an undercover Jake and was working to bust prostitution rings inside of strip clubs. I damn sure wasn't a part of no ring though. I did all my hoe activities on my own. It was so crazy though. Just as I was about to finesse that nigga, his ass finessed me first. This shit was just so unbelievable. Seemed like the cops ain't had nothing better to do than try and go after a hard working hoe that was just trying to put food on her fucking table. But I guess that was part of the game, right? That was some bullshit for real though. Something should have told me that fat ass nigga was on some other shit. Just the way he moved. The question he asked. Something was just off about him. He was so insistent on paying me too. Like, I fucked other niggas from the club all the time, yet he was the first willing to pay big money for my honey. The noise and crowdedness of the bullpen was making me nauseous. I just wanted this shit to be over already. I still couldn't wrap my head around the fact that this clown really bust me for prostitution. I didn't even realize that shit was still against the law. My stomach grumbled. I hadn't eaten a damn thing yet since I'd been here. Some funky ass breakfast was served to us at 6am this morning. However, I refused to eat that nasty shit slop. Besides, I was gonna bond out anyway and head my ass straight home where I had some real food in my fridge. Luckily, I had talked to one of my guys and I got hooked up with a bell bondsman. My bond was apparently set at 20000 so I only had to come up with 2000 to get the fuck up out of here. Nunu! I turned around when I heard a familiar voice calling my name. It was Kiara. Girl, what the fuck? I yelled. Kiara, still looking scared as hell, meandered through the thick crowd of women and stood at my side. Bitch, I'm mad at you. You said nothing was going to happen. Kiara, don't even start that mess now. It's not even a big deal. Besides, didn't you bond out? No, I can't afford it. Why you ain't call your peoples? I did. They can't afford it. And they said I should have known better. I can't stand here, girl. I got fucking kids. You lied to me. Bitch, I didn't lie to you. You knew the risk of what we were doing, so don't fucking go there. Well, I had to do what I had to do. I paused for a moment and then thought about what she just said. Fuck you talking about, I asked. Girl, I told them to text us the truth about everything. You what? Bitch, are you crazy? You snitched? Suddenly, the chatter inside the bullpen dissipated and all eyes were on us. I did what the fuck I had to. Bitch, I got kids. You don't. Fuck you, you old raggedy ass informant ass bitch. I should beat your ass. Just as I was about to wrap my paws around this scaredy pussy ass hoe for running her mouth to 12, I heard my name being called again. Nishana Spearman, you're next. Bitch, you lucky they called my name. 
We're going to see about this shit, though. Stupid asshole. Fuck you, Nunu. You a bird anyway. All your stupid shit going to come back to you. Fuck you, ho. Hey, hey, cut that out, or both you hussies are going to solitary confinement. The jail guard howled as she pulled me out of the bullpen. Guess she sensed a sudden beef and she looked like she was getting ready to break up a fight. It wasn't going to be no fight, though, because I was going to beat that bitch's ass. Chapter 4 Where are we going? I asked the jail guard as she escorted me down the area past the actual bond court hearing room. Just be quiet. The prosecutors want to cut you a deal. But I bonded out, I said with a raised brow. This bitch fucking with me. Okay, and? I'm just taking you to where you've been requested to go, young lady, the guard explained. We arrived at a separate area not too far away from the court. Then I was walking to a small visitation room. This mixed-up, Janae Aiko-looking bitch and an older white dude with a head full of gray hair were sitting down at the table, engaging in small talk. The moment I walked in, their light conversation ceased. The white guy threw his gaze towards me and said, Good morning, Miss Spearman. Have a seat. The white jail guard, who looked like a straight-up lesbian, then walked me over to an empty seat nestled between these two motherfuckers. What's a lesbian look like? Now, they didn't say lesbian. I just want to make that clear. But you can't tell what anybody looks like from the outside, so I gotta stop being so fucking sensitive when I'm reading these books, I think. I think I shouldn't have read the Babysitter's Club before I read this shit, because now I'm back to this shit, and it's like, ah! She took the cuffs off my hands, and then I proceeded to sit down. Why am I here? I bonded out. I'm confused. Well, not so fast, young lady, the mixed-looking host said. She looked like she was about in her late 20s, maybe early 30s. We filed a motion to delay your bond hearing so we could offer you a plea deal. Just because you bonded out doesn't mean you're free. I know what the fuck bond out mean, lady. I ain't stupid, and I want to speak to a lawyer. The white guy looked at the mixed bitch and gave her this look. It was like he was low-key telling her to shut the fuck up because she was dead-ass wrong for talking to me like I was some little-ass kid. But then he looked at me and said, She didn't mean it like that. But we want you to consider a plea deal before any of this goes to trial. Nah, fuck that. I ain't taking no plea at all, and I ain't saying shit. Where's my lawyer? Suddenly, the white guy yanked out some paperwork from a briefcase flew past a few pages, and then slid the thick water paper towards me. Look at that, he said. You see your friend is running her mouth to us left and right. Look, we're about to offer her a deal too. But understand this, she's going to get off if she tells us more about your shenanigans. But you? You go to state prison for eight years. The fuck for what? Just tell him I own pussy? This motherfucker was on some other shit. Eight years? And then they were accusing me of wire fraud? I don't even know what that means. Nah, I'm going to fight this bullshit. Nishana, no. And please lower your voice, the mixed bitch said. Who the fuck is y'all anyway, I asked. Oh, sorry we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Mark Rowan, assistant state's attorney with the Cook County Prosecutor's Office. This is my colleague, Rashida. Nice to meet you, the man said as he extended his hand to shake mine. This cracker must have thought I was stupid. I wasn't going to budge at nothing. I wasn't going to say shit, not even sign shit. I wasn't even going to shake this cracker's hand. Got me fucked up. I could have been out already, but these motherfuckers was on some straight bullshit. He pulled his hand back and rolled his eyes. Anyways, look, you're making this more difficult than what it needs to be. Here's our deal to you. 
you'll be on probation for three years. You can't dance at the strip club anymore. And also, you have to do 300 hours of community service. Why I can't work at the strip club no more? That ain't against the law, I protested. Besides, y'all still ain't telling me what the fuck I did. Y'all got me on this bogus charge. When you made that cash app arrangement through text message with Daryl, that's also considered a wire fraud charge, Missy. Now that right there is serious jail time. You know why? Because that's the feds. We already spoke to them. They're willing to drop that charge if you just accept our deal. If not, we'll then refer your case over to the feds. They'll dig and dig until they hit lava. You want to go down that route? Feds don't like to do plea deals either. At least with us, we're lenient. Why are you lenient or whatever the fuck that means? Lenient means forgiving. Rashida, the other prosecutor, replied. Look, young lady, you still have a life ahead of you, and we know you have a son. Okay, and I barely see him. Well, that can change if you do the right thing. Besides, you might have a change of heart one day. You want him to visit you behind a piece of glass? Mark asked with a raised brow. Suddenly, I began to get somewhat nervous. I slowly shook my head, wondering if this is some big setup. And what about Kiara? She just gets to walk away? Yes, Rashida said. But don't worry about Kiara. Worry about you. You damn right. So what is it going to be, Mark asked. Fine, fuck it. What I got to sign? Mark quickly yanked another set of papers from his briefcase, flipped through a thick paperwork, and then handed me back the file, with his finger pointed to a signature line. He pulled out a pen from his suit jacket's pocket and handed it to me. Sign there and date it. This some straight up bullshit. Where the fuck I'm fitting to do community service at anyway? Glad you asked. After you get out, your probation officer is going to arrange community service for you. Capiche? Mark said. Fine. Whatever. I leaned back in the chair and held my arms by their elbows. I shook my head out of disbelief. Chapter 5 After I got done talking to the two prosecutors, I was immediately taken back to my cell. I changed my clothes and then was taken back down to finish my release paperwork. I had called Jessica just before I was taken back to my cell. I told her about what had happened to me and Kiara. I apologized for going after her nigga the way I did. Yeah, so I fucked Tay, but he wasn't shit in no way. She knew he was a fuckboy too. Nigga ain't had no job. Had three kids he couldn't even take care of. And then the nigga's community dick. He'd fuck any and everything with a hole. She gave his ass a boot finally. Anyways, so we squashed our beef immediately. Then I had asked her if she could bring me a change of clothes. I also asked if she could take me back to my crib. She didn't even hesitate. In fact, not only did she bring me a change of clothes, but she was outside waiting for me to get out. This was what a real ass friend's supposed to do. Shit, what a real ass bitch's supposed to do. Unlike Kiara's scary snitching ass. I mean, you took a plea deal too. I mean, I don't know. You didn't have to snitch on nobody though, so... But baby, I knew one thing for sure though, if and when, because I know it's coming, I see that raggedy ass, tired ass, stank, pussy smelling bitch in the streets, I'm finna cut her ass. And then I'ma let everybody know her ass is snitch. I should even cut her stupid ass in front of her ugly ass kids so they can see they stupid ass mammy ain't on shit. I don't give a fuck, bitch crossed me big time. But now that I thought about it, I got papers on me now. Three years of fucking probation. I don't believe this shit. Just for selling my own pussy, mind you. Anyways, I was no longer in a jumpsuit. I was in a t-shirt, some leggings, and some Jordans. Basic shit. But it was better than that gel-issued orange one-piece. 
With a jail guard to my side, I sauntered down into my probation officer's office. He was some short, chubby old nigga with a perm. Nigga looked like a temptation. He was reading the newspaper when he walked in. Nishana Spearman, he said and smiled. Yes. Have a seat, young lady, he replied. The jail guard then walked off. I sat down. My name is Walter Baines. I'll be your assigned probation officer for the next three years. I see you're new to all of this. So, I'm going to go over everything, okay? Okay, I replied, slightly rolling my eyes as I sat back in the chair. Walter's fat, ugly ass scanned me up and down for a second, then uttered, Drop the attitude. I'm not the one, young lady. I ain't got an attitude, I said, rolling my neck. Well, I did have a little attitude, but not because of him. Because of all this bullshit. I hear an attitude, though. Then silence came between us. He said, look, I'm going to try and make this as easy as possible for the both of us. For the next 30 minutes or so, he went over every single rule I had to abide by. I had to check in with him every week on Thursdays. I had to be in the house before 9. I couldn't work at any strip or gentleman's club. I had to track that I was looking for gainful, full-time employment or whatever the fuck that meant. Mr. Baines went on and on until finally, he came down to talking about my community service requirement. Okay, the state is also mandating you complete 300 hours of community service. I have three options for you. First one is a homeless shelter. St. Sabina and Auburn Gresham is our partner. The second is a food pantry out in Roseland. The third is a church on 35th Street. Apostolistic Missionary Baptist Church. You'd be working with young women there. Shit, just make me do the church. The other ones sound far from where I live. That's what I thought you'd choose. Good choice. I know Pastor Wilson personally. He's a good man. A true servant of the people. You know, he's also running for mayor. Oh, okay. I replied, not really caring. I just want this old fat nigga to hurry the fuck up so I could jet. I need some dick too. And really some weed. But now I was going to be tested for drugs and alcohol literally every two weeks. So sparking up a blunt was going to be a big no-no. But dick, I can get. And plenty of. A bitch wants some crab legs too. I know just the perfect nigga to give me that combo. Here's a contact information for the church. Please call Gloria Jackson, the church's secretary, to arrange your service requirement. I'll need her written confirmation ASAP. Have her fill out this form when you meet with her and bring this back on our next appointment. Mr. Baines explained as he handed me a slew of paperwork. Got it, I replied with a fake smile. Well, that's about it, he said as he stood up. I stood up too. Thank God. By the way, Mr. Baines said as he reached his hand out to shake mine. I slowly shook it back. Too bad you can't dance no more, though. I used to see you all the time at the factory. Mr. Baines scanned me up and down, then bit his lip. What? I exclaimed with a scrunched face. Storm, right? My eyes widened. I'll be damned. Look, I gotta go. I stormed out of his office. Ew! I can't believe I was going to have to deal with this fucking low-life creep for the next three years. Oh, hell no. This nigga done see me strip? I was going to complain about that and get me a new probation officer. I took off and made my way into the parking lot of the jail. Nunu, I heard someone calling my name. I spun on my feet for a second until I saw Jessica wave me down as she stood outside of her car. Hurry up, bitch. I'm trying to get my pussy ate. Chapter 6 
I playfully ran up to Jessica and said, Girl, you crazy as fuck. Why would you scream that shit out loud in the parking lot for all these niggas to hear you? Girl, I don't care. It's a motherfucking truth anyway. Jessica laughed as the wind blew up through her purple bundles. My bitch stay glowed the fuck up out here in these streets. Jessica was a thick-ass red bone who would remind you of Meg the Stallion, but with lighter skin. Her eyes were a mix of light green and blue. Her mama was Dominican and Puerto Rican, and her daddy was half black and half Italian. That's where she got her mixed looks from. You ain't never lied. I want to get mine ate, too. But now I'm too stressed to fuck out. I just want some weed, dick, and vodka, bitch. I'm just too upset all this fucking happened, I explained as I got in her beamer. Jessica was a smart-ass hoe. She had saved every single dime she had and knew how to spend her money wisely, which is why she was pushing this new all-black BMW 550IL. Girl, don't even worry about it. They'll probably just drop the charges. No, the fuck they didn't. I had to sign a plea deal to walk out or otherwise I was facing damn near 10 years. Jessica chucked the car engine up and we sped off down the street. Cook County Joe wasn't too far away from my crib on 47th Street. What you mean? Bitch, you took a plea deal over that petty ass shit? Jessica said, shaking her head. Cardi B's Bodak Yellow was lightly blaring from the car's radio. I replied, yes, shit, bitch, I'm not built for prison. They talking about I even had a wire fraud charge for arranging the payment over Cash App. All this shit just sounded so bogus as fuck. Damn, that's how they do, though. Motherfucking pig set you up. That mean I gotta lay low, too. Then, they said I can't even fucking dance no more. What the fuck am I supposed to do? What? Yes, bitch. Now that's fucked up. The fuck you finna do now? Go get a job at Walmart or a fucking call center? Bitch, I don't even know. And now I gotta do 300 hours of community service. Oh, no. Bitch, community service. Is you serious? Yes. Ugh. Girl, and the probation officer even saw me dance before. Girl, he knew my fucking name. I'm gonna ask someone if I could change probation officers because he made me feel very fucking uncomfortable. This too much, Jessica said, shaking her head with her hands glued to the steering wheel. I sat back and shook my head, just fucking disgusted that all this went down. It is what it is, though. I'm just so glad to be out of that shit. You told your mom and them about what happened? Suddenly, a scowl covered my face. Fuck her. I ain't fucking with her after all the shit she did to me. Damn, y'all still going at each other like that? I smacked my teeth. Boo-boo. Look, we still gonna beep as long as she got my son. I know that for sure. Anyways, I said, can we stop to get something to eat? What you want? Girl, some Mickey D's. Okay, good, because I want to get something in my system before I go over to this nigga's crib. Jessica and I grabbed something to eat from McDonald's, and then we made our way down 47th Street. I'm going to tell y'all this real quick, just a side note. I feel like there's a certain age where you just realize that McDonald's is fucking gross, and you don't fuck with it anymore. And I think it's around, like, when you have kids. If you have kids and you have them in your life, you figure it out pretty fucking quick. Um, if you don't have kids, then you figure it out at about 28, 27, that McDonald's is fucking gross. I really want to see the demographics of folks who eat McDonald's. I feel like it's parents who are, like, the age of, who have, like, babies up to, like, 12 and then that dude who was trying to eat through the whole menu. And that's it. There's no in between. Because McDonald's is gross. It is. I feel like it gives you the runs and constipation at the same time. It's a fucking miracle. Ew. Alright, girl. Just give me a call if you need anything. 
I'm about to go get my box eight, Jessica said as I got out the car. I paused for a moment. Wait, oh, so you were serious, serious, I asked. Hell yeah, I'm messing with this old ass man, girl. This nigga a pastor and everything. He eat pussy like it's going out of style, too. Bitch, no, you gonna get worms, an old ass nigga? A pastor? The fuck? Yes. Oh no, bitch, you crazy as fuck. I just cringed at the idea of letting a nigga past the age of 40 put his tongue inside of me, let alone fuck me. I wasn't with that shit at all. Okay, look, we're gonna have to talk about this later. Give me a call, because this old man's on a busy schedule. Okay, bitch, holla. I closed the door, then made my way towards my apartment building. I lived in a two-bedroom apartment off 47th and Lake Park. And no, I ain't on Section 8 for all you nosy, judgmental bitches. I paid for all my shit and paid it on time. But now I didn't even know how the fuck I was going to keep up with my bills. If I couldn't dance, my apps was going to have to get on a Section 8 wait list. Stripping was good-ass money. And one night, I could make at least a G depending on what type of niggas came through. I knew if I had to get a job working customer service or fast food, it was going to take damn near two weeks just to make a stack. I wasn't with that shit at all. I was going to have to come up with a serious plan. Nunu, I know you hear me, little girl. Just as I was about to put my keys in the door, I turned around to the familiar voice none other than my trifling-ass, lying-ass mama. She strolled up from the sidewalk. She was by herself. I rolled my eyes and asked, where Darquavius at? And what you want? Where else would it be, Miss Irresponsible Strip and Prostitute? He in school, like where you should be. If you wasn't so busy being a nasty little Jezebel. Mama, I ain't got time for your bullshit today. You can go on with that mess like for real. I threw my gaze back to the apartment building's front door, ready to go inside. I wasn't going to let her stupid ass in either. Bitch, I got shit to do. Oh no, you got time for it today, young lady. I heard about what happened to you. I froze. How? Your little stripping friend's mama came into my Facebook inbox crying, talking about how you got her caught up in some mess. How the fuck she even find you? I don't know, and I don't care. All I know is that I know what your nasty ass been up to. We talked about this, and now I'm going to run down to the judge and have them take away all your custody. You're a horrible mother and a daughter. Got me out here looking crazy. As soon as she said those words, I was ready to wrap my hands around this bitch's throat. My mother was one of them fake-ass born-again Christians who swore she was better than everyone just because she knew Jesus. She always was judging people when the bitch had a past herself. Her ass used to be a crackhead. And she used to let all types of niggas run through her tired ass. Now she was on some holier-than-thou bullshit because she found Christ and she was going around acting like she was the best mother and grandma in the world. Bitch, try me if you want to. I swear to God, I said as I balled my fist. I need to calm down or else I was going to catch another charge. Mama saw me balling up my fist. Are you going to do what? Little girl, you need God. That's what you need. But I ain't playing with you. Darquavius need a better mother. You are reckless. Bitch, fuck you. You the reckless one. Reckless with your mouth. Used to be a fucking crackhead, but now you think you're better than folks. You read the Bible and pray. Bitch, pray for a better job and a wig. See? There you go. That attitude. That mouth of yours is going to be your undoing. I'm serious too, Nunu. I'm getting full custody over Darquavius. And by the way, once I do, I hope you know the state will be sending me a nice big old check to take care of him too.
If he wasn't so busy popping pills and smoking that reefer, maybe he wouldn't be autistic. That was it. I had enough. Bitch, I'ma fuck you up. I screamed and lunged at my mother. I didn't care anymore. Lock my ass up because I was fitting to beat a bitch ass. 916-633-1537. Wretched and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. At some point, we're going to confront the rumor that this dude is white. some point, we're going to confront the rumor that Quan Mills is the white man. Because uh, that's... That's a thing. The email address is wretchedandratchet at gmail.com. You can uh, hit me up on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. Lee review on Spotify, Lee review on uh, Podchaser, copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts, copy and paste that in the Good Pods. You can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. I think that's about it. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name,